Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Diorio. Tonight, Madam M, Mallory Lowe, has returned to Crash Game Night along with her former bodyguard, oh soldier God. first class. Ooh. Yeah, that's I, right. Don't show your face. Don't show it. That's humiliation. I am joined by the beanied one, Gerard Barrera. Oh, what's up, baby? How's it going, my fellow nerds? Thank you for joining us. Man, the tension is hot. It's it's I like I'm about to say it was like a boxing match right now. I'm feeling that tension. Ooh, rub it up, baby. Ooh, you got it, soldier. Ooh, maybe Mallory. Ooh, love it. Uh, and I'm, loving I'm gonna uh, win. <laughs> and then uh, of course we've got uh, the newest member of actually the ranks of soldier, the lion's mane. How's it going, guys? How's it going tonight? Oh, man, this is going to be one fun episode. I already feel it. I can feel it already. I can feel the heat. Ah, I can tell you that. I can feel the tension and the heat. Ah, so good. Welcome, Mallory. Welcome to our beautiful beautiful couch. It's got upgraded pillows from before. Last time you were here. It's very modern and Ikea looking. Looks good. Very no clean. Says Ikea. It's, not... well, it's very I mean, modern he, looking. Jason you know? got a new computer. So yes, I did. He needed to upgrade the couch. Yes. So, new yeah. computer. New yes. computer, new couch. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep, 2021. 2021. Bring it in. Yeah. Bring it in. You go, you go, queen. That's right. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's already starting, Jerry. <laughs> Newman, oh, no. Newman's in chat already. <laughs> you know, I, I should have, I, I totally didn't think about this, but I should have worn my crashing game night shirt. Oh, <laughs> can I just say how much I love that shirt? How the material, mm, it is Thank so you. soft. You know how sometimes mm-hmm. where you like get some shirts and then you wash it like three times, then it's just, yep. the material yeah, like gets they're like, they're like that the, plain straight cotton, like. Yeah, and it, yeah. Shirt, it is promotional yeah. shirt where it's always, yeah, always shrinks. Yeah, and yeah. it always shrinks, and then all of a sudden it's like extra small and like double extra small, yeah. and I you can never fit it. You get that one good wear, that one well, good wear. That's, and yeah, that's it. Done. Yeah. And that's why we chose those because I ordered some in like for test, you know, samples and stuff like that, and I'm like, mm, I love this shirt because it's it's that Bella canvas material. Yeah, we both and have kind of my, have the same taste in the fabric. Like we we like it when it breathes, but it yeah. still retains. You know, you can wear it for like a Shape. couple of days and still be cool. It's like so, such a great loose fit. It's yeah. It's, oh, and that scoop neck. I should have wore it. Darn it. Darn <laughs> it's it. All right. I'll be right back. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. So anyway, so Mallory, how have you how have you been? Oh my gosh. It, it's been a minute. You've been, it has you been. know. Jeez. Yeah, it's been a minute How, and it's been months. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it? oh, it's been longer than that. Probably good, what, eight months? Six, eight months? Wow. Like that. Yeah, because it was back when the game came out. I mean, yeah, right. it's been about nine or 10 months of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Oh my gosh. Everybody mm-hmm. looks the same. You guys all look the same. Well, well I mean, yeah. unfortunately, because of a because of a scheduling conflict, you weren't able to make the, uh, the reunion that we had with everybody. Right. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, you missed no shenanigans with Austin. Um, oh. That was it. Was great. No, it was great. He, it was, uh, that great. was fun. Yeah, that was yeah. funny. 
you know, all the everybody answering um, is Die Hard a Christmas movie all in character. Right. I remember you told me about that. I can't believe I missed Um, that. That, Oh, my gosh. That would have been so fun in Madeline's voice. Well, we can still do it. (laughs) (laughs) We can make up for it. Um, (laughs) Why did I say anything? Why did I? Well, well, now now that you mention it. (laughs) Now that you mention it. um, We're going to put that one on the schedule tonight. Right. We'll have Um, Madame M uh, say that line. Well, you know, we've already kind of said madame m's return so <laughs> yeah gosh you know what it's been so long i mean let's see what have i been up to <laughs> um you know to not have to you know cross any ndas and stuff i'm working on two new shows two new that's shows awesome. as series as a series regular that's oh, all sweet. i will say oh nice um, congrats yes awesome. thank congrats. you yeah. thank you very grateful and um let's see um so I've been working on those. Let's see what else. What else have I been doing? Um, I don't think I told you guys, but I I'm also a writer, so I'm writing three pilots right now. So oh, nice! Oh, yeah. very cool. Yes. You know, so you know, dabbling some, dabbling in some writing. You know, nice. and yes, and let's see what just like recently uh, what just happened. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, qu- yeah. a question. Question. Yeah. Uh, episodic, thirty minute, or or uh, half hour, or, um, or hour. 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 So one of them, okay, so one of them, Ooh. one of them okay. is a 30 minute and I would say it's more of like a dramedy. I'm not going to say it's a multi-cam comedy cause it's not. Okay. Um, but, um, two of them are written as like 30 minute, uh, dramedy. Um, one of them and the other one is a 45 to hour long. Um, it's like a crime drama fantasy <sighs> science fiction type. So it'll Good be challenge. really interesting. Uh, that's tough. Yeah. Those, yeah. The, one, the hour. The hour is tough. The hours are keep tough. Them, keep them, yeah. Keep them interested, are, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those that's good good luck. I, I I only I only ask. I'm sorry I interrupted, but uh, I'm the film geek, so I always uh, I always have to is. like ask. <laughs> no, I love that question. It's a great question because they're Thank all you. they're all different, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just the the writing process is so so it, you know, coming from like more from like, you know, voice acting and being an actor, it actually helps a lot with the writing process because as you're writing dialogue and as you're writing the scenes, you know, I think of it from an actress perspective, like, does this next moment make sense to me? Mm -hmm. If not, why? And what do we need to change? Right. Instead of like forcing moments like, okay, and now she's uh, having a fight with the, this is really, this is all made up. Now she's having a fight with her husband. Uh, and then after that, uh, then she's doing this and then it like, doesn't make sense. So, and everything is forced. So I want to ha- I want to make sure that all the dialogue and scenes are organic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, cause as human beings, you know, organically, our thought processes are very organic and they come natural to us. We don't just like randomly just, well. <laughs> and I, I, I think we've all fallen into the realm that we, we kind of need that now as to tv back then where it was very scripted oh 100 you you, yep. you know what i mean especially with the dialogue oh, wow. you know very yeah. hit punchline hit but now it seems everything needs to be a little bit more more organic and not just knowing slang but really just keeping the dialogue like a, a normal conversation and Absolutely. that i find is Absolutely. very hard now Oh, absolutely. Writers try to do that a lot and it's hard. It's hard. I think, you know, and I think a lot of times writers like to write 
subconscious thought, you know, like what they are thinking and, and instead of showing, right? You want to mm-hmm. show the audience uh, the scene and, and not talk about it so much, right? Right. Because when we talk in real life, like for instance, if I were to say, if, you know, if I were to write a piece of dialogue and say like, oh, um, uh, Matt, I told you not to do that again or something like that, for instance, no offense, sorry. <laughs> 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 That's just a random piece of really you're, random You're involved in the scene. No yeah. go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but in real life, I wouldn't call Matt by his name. I would just say, I told you not to do that again. Don't, yeah. don't do that again, right? So it's just so interesting because, yeah, like a lot of writers, we, they, they write, you know, their subconscious thought and just kind of what they, a little bit too much detail when really in real life, a lot of times we don't, we don't talk about our subconscious thought, mm. right? We don't right. say what yeah. we really feel and what we really mean. We censor that stuff. That's real life, right? Yeah. So, so do, you, do you find it harder, like, since you already have that, like, actress mindset, do you find it harder to write or easier to write? Because you already know what might make sense and what might not. Like, do you force yourself to sit there and say, okay, I've written this out. Like, how many times would you say you go back and you're like, okay, I thought this made sense at first, but now that I'm playing the scene out in my head, this does not sound right at all. And you've just got to completely scrap it. Like, is it harder for you in that mindset? Or do you think it's easier knowing when you're writing it, you can just use your experience? I think it's, I think it's both. It's really hard to say because there have been many times where I've, my writing partners and I, we've written scenes and then, you know, we, we leave our writing sessions, we come back to it and I read it and I'm like, whoa, what did I just write? That does not make any sense whatsoever. So we let it marinate a little bit and we come back to it and we're like, okay, listen, you know what? That thought process emotionally doesn't make sense. So let's change that line a little bit. Like she wouldn't, because a lot of times, you know, I think the best writers write from emotion, right? Not mm-hmm. just like, okay, yeah. I'm a writer and this is what I want the actor to do. Uh, they, it, it comes from emotion. Like how would the actor emotionally say this or move on to the next moment and say this piece of dialogue and respond you know, how would they respond emotionally? Um, so having that background as an actor, when I actually go through the dialogue, you know, in, instinctually, I think, ooh, you know, that, that doesn't trigger me, doesn't give me that feeling. Why doesn't it? Because, I, you know, the, the, um, <clears throat> the person that was just talking to me in the scene, um, it didn't trigger that that feeling that I that I'm wanting as a, as a writer, and I have to like change the dialogue. So it, it's it's hard to say like if I'm doing it if it's harder or if it's easier. I really don't know what the heck I'm doing to be honest. And I think that's a lot of writers. <laughs> I, we kind of just ya. you know we kind of just write it and see if it sticks. You know, but I think definitely coming from an actress perspective, it helps a lot because I would then like act the scene out. And then if it doesn't make sense, then I'm like, okay, there's something here that needs to be changed. Yeah. One of, one of the best things I learned on set too was uh, the, the script is, I always felt like the script is like kind of a, a bullet points. It's a roadmap. It's, yeah, it's a roadmap. It's and a it's, map. Like, especially the things, because I obsessed about dialogue and I hated writing dialogue because I so just hard, always though. It's so hard. It's not organic easy. and like, mm-hmm. 
Then I started getting in my head, like, is this hip enough? Then I started asking too many stupid questions. Is it hip enough for you? Right. You know what I mean? I, mean, I, I got, I got to that mindset, which was You're wearing terrible. a beanie in California. <laughs> <laughs> but all, no. all of his characters, yeah. all of his characters have beanies. <laughs> they look like hipsters. Oh, it's oh, taking oh, place in Silver Lake, one, Glendale. Yeah. One right. main character always wears some sort of beanie or hat. Always. Um, Wayfair so, glasses. But the one thing the one thing I did find um, di- when I was writing dialogue is like I just always wanted to keep it simple because right. that was what I wanted to work with the actors on. So I loved so obviously I loved to rehearse and mm-hmm. I I always felt like the dialogue, okay, this is the direction we want to go, but right. I want you to make it your own. Right. And like, I'm telling you almost like, orga- like yeah. have them make it organic for you. Exactly. Because they're the character and they're right. going to interpret that or the way to say that in their own way as the character. So then they make it their own anyways, too. So it's exactly. Yeah. So you're so right about that. It's, it's definitely, it's a roadmap. And that's what I like to think of it too. Like, let's say, you know, we always want to know, you know, what, what is the intention of the scene? Like, why do we have this scene in this script? Like, what's the reason for it, right? Right. There's, there always needs to be a reason. You can't just put random scenes in there just because you want to fill the pages. If it doesn't make sense to be there, then why put it there? It's a well, and and a there's, a, page. there's a lot of, like, times where you see in writing where, like, especially over an established series where people start to get to know a character, when you start writing things that don't make sense for that specific character even... Oh. People will, pe- fans will notice that one hundred percent. Even the little stuff, like you'll see, like a character, maybe not necessarily like a catchphrase, or maybe they do something like physically, like body wise, and then all of a sudden, like let's say the director says, "Okay, we that's kind of weird that you do that. Like, can you not do that?" And then some fan out there is going to notice that, and they're going to be like, "Huh, that character's changing. I wonder why." So it's yeah. like right. all those behind the scene changes Absolutely. and stuff. It's it's really crazy. So with that too. It's, I know we've got um, we've got some of the ranks of soldiers that are in in chat for you, soldier. You know you've got uh, Data Roxa, um, you've got the Heartful uh, Dodger, which Heartful Dodger, and thank you for the follow. Um, but they were they were talking in chat too, as as you were talking about writing and acting and stuff. And I want to kind of combine both what Heartful Dodger was asking or saying and and Data Roxa, which was, you know, with with doing the writing and the acting, you know, burning the candle at both ends, how hard is that for you? Oh, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Um, but I think they wor- it works together. I think, I, think, I think there's a lot of actors that become really great writers because they come from an actor's perspective and they know emotionally kind of the emotional journey to put the character on is, is a little bit easier because they come from yeah. an actor standpoint. Um, they're able to kind of, uh, fit in their the act, the character shoes a little bit more, um, but I, I would say that um, is it hard? Is it hard? Oh, I, I I think it's I don't think it's easy. I, I I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I think every writer is different. Every style is different. Every writing style is different, and it's I think it's about more or less finding your voice as a writer and being able to interpret that in a in a script and into your show. And hopefully the actors will um, be able to take that roadmap or that, uh, that, you know, that, that map and make it their own. 
So I, I would think, you know, it's, um, no, 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 it's, 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 it's hard and easy. I can't really answer that question because like I said, I am not Steven Spielberg. So <laughs> I, I, uh, or, uh, Aaron Sorkin. So I, or whoever, Quentin Tarantino. So I don't know mm-hmm. the right, <laughs> right way to do things, but you just do it because they're yeah. dreams. Hmm. Why so, not? See, I feel so like that's you getting the right ready way. to. So with you getting ready to travel, right, we, with the new, with the current dynamic we have right now with COVID and everything, and we know that yep. as it was announced today, you know, <laughs> we got a couple more months of this before we can really start stabilizing. Because um, unfortunately, the, the new incoming administration was not left with any distribution plan for the vaccine, mm-hmm. which is troubling. But so with you traveling to do these shows and stuff like that, mm-hmm. how do you how do you feel about the safeguards the industry has put in for the actors as well as the crew to be able to do these productions within the confines of what we see ourselves in with COVID? Well, look, well, listen, I you know um, I'm not going to announce this show that I'm that I just recorded oh, that I'm just just yeah. booked. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I don't think I can announce it yet, but in due time, I will. Mm-hmm. Um, it's re- awesome. really great name act, act actors and actresses, and I'm just so blessed to be a part of it. <laughs> anyway, um, I had to just get that out of the way. Um, but <laughs> the production company that I'm working with um, and the network itself. Is, is phenomenal. They actually, this morning, they sent over a PPE travel kit package over wow. to me um, and filled with uh, disposable masks, uh, a face shield, uh, hand sanitizer, hand wipes, and all kinds of different stuff. And I just recently took, um, you know, a, an online COVID training through them. And to be honest, at first I was, I was a little hesitant and I was, you know, afraid of COVID. You know, I am just, I want to be mm-hmm. as safe as possible, but after taking these trainings and seeing how serious they are about this, it, it really reassures me, um, to, to go back onto set That's and good. to, That's good. and yeah. to, and yeah. to, to go back to working again. You know, it's, yeah. I think, I think every company is different the way that they deal with things, but I can assure, you know, assure everyone that, they don't want to close down their production. That's number one, right? Well, yeah. They're not going yeah. to. They're not going to mess around with this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So this yeah. is very serious yeah. to everybody. So, so some of their from, some of their security measures might be different, but they're very serious security measures. Oh, absolutely! For each you know, I've so. heard of yeah. I've okay. heard for I've heard on some sets they have zones, right? Like mm-hmm. zone A, zone B, zone uh, C. Yeah. Only certain zones can interact with certain zones, or you know, things like that. So, um, mm-hmm. it, it it really reassures me to see these production companies and these networks taking mm-hmm. um, all these precautions. You yeah. know, to make and, sure and to, not to only hear. to keep us safe, yeah. but the crew as well. Yeah. yeah, and that sounds a lot like what we saw with the inauguration. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's wearing masks. <laughs> you know, social distancing. Even the poll members. Right. You know, the from the the news media was saying how different it was. You know, yeah. prior it was pack everybody in, no masks, and now it's yeah, everybody's testing. Everybody's wearing wristbands once they're tested. They're six feet apart. I mean, there's social distancing going on. Mm-hmm. So, um, hopefully, you know, I mean, they've got a tall task, but we need to get this under under wraps because we're yeah. we're approaching i mean we're now coming up on a year where yeah. we had the first cases yeah. up in washington mm-hmm. and us going into into lockdown um and i think all of us i think are at this point because of we've now lost four hundred thousand <clears throat> americans which we are now the epicenter of the entire thing in the entire world is that we've all been impacted 
you know, we've no, we know family, we know friends that have all, you know, have gotten it. Um, you know, I want to say to, uh, Dan Roxa, who just brought up in chat that, um, they and their family, you know, they got COVID back in December and thankfully it was only mild. They were able to recover from it. Um, so I, I do, I yeah. do hope we get this really under control really, really quickly because honestly, yeah. you guys from an acting and a, and a film industry is you guys are trying to work under intense, stressful situations in terms of how you guys have to conduct yourselves to make sure not a single person gets COVID because mm-hmm. you will shut things down. It's like mm-hmm. um, Tom Cruise shooting the new right. Mission Impossible. That clip, yeah. that audio clip came out where he is ripping into two people saying, you know what, I, we will I shut honestly, this whole thing I, down I because it. you guys are it. being stupid. Yeah. And, yeah. And I get it. So, yeah. and, but, I mean, there was a lot more to it than that, too, because he is a producer and that w- does yeah. cost him money. But it for co- the most yeah, part... It does. But for the biggest the biggest part of the argument, which is why I, I give him credit, was that he, he was all about he was saying like this is costing this will cost people jobs. It's and so like, true. Yeah. yeah. And like mm-hmm. all of these people, all these people mm-hmm. around you. Right. You are you are spitting on them and like you are costing them their job. It's so, so I true. like I really yeah, I really like commended him for that. Like Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Lay down the law, man. I get it. Yeah. Because you're you're Absolutely. you're like you have to be right there in front of people, you know, like you have to interact. Oh, oh man, like yeah. nonstop, on set, on, like on set, face to face. A normal set is just like like haywire, chaotic. So, yeah. so chaotic. Yeah. It's chaotic, yeah. and like mm-hmm. to, for all of the precautions that like people are going through, it's it's great, and it's just it's baffling to. To think about because it's so much organization <laughs> it, it really yeah. is i was so impressed by like i yeah. said the online training that i had to take and just how everything is so organized everything is planned you know they they you know and like i said every company is different and every network is different but for this network you know they have different um areas where you drop off talent or you drop off crew members and, you know, and, and then they have to leave through this section of the, of the shooting space. And so they just, everybody has to get obviously COVID tested every other day or every day. Right. So they're really taking it seriously. And I'm just, like I said, I am so, so grateful um, to, to be working again in that, you know, that, you know, they're, they're, they're taking this seriously, which is, this is a serious thing. Uh So, it's it's really great. It's really great that people are able to work again. You know, you know, mm-hmm. in in the crews and stuff like that. And it's it's really good. Yeah, really, I mean, really good. it's this thing has lasted a year. You know, and if it's if it's not serious by now, I mean, it, it's <laughs> it's it's mind boggling. Well, people. I mean, this is a real thing, guys. This is real. My my wife got it back yeah. in November, so oh, I mean, yeah. and, yep. Unfortunately, somehow I never got it, but she had it back in November and it was, it was rough, but well, especially for your day job too. The fact that you haven't gotten it yet is yeah, I know (laughs) impressive. So what do you do um, for your day job? If you don't, if we're okay to talk about that, I'm, I'm a, I'm a prison guard. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. Ironic. Literal. Literal. (laughs) 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 Well, let's speaking of. Guard Ooh. duty. Oh, what have I done? What have I done? Let's talk about this. So, way back, soldier, you you were all about Madame M. 
To be fair, her still bodyguard. We had, we had a discussion on the podcast, a soldier yeah. versus an SHD agent, and who would be better equipped to protect Madame M. And then you went on to play Persona 5, and all of a sudden, it's no longer Madame M. You're sporting somebody else. So we, we need to have a discussion about this. It, as Mallory put before we went on the air, um, an intervention, so to speak. Look at look at look at Madame M just Madame M yeah, just stroking that stroking that take, take, like, take that beat go yeah, ahead take I'm that waiting. beat in that moment go ahead take it take all I'm the wait, moments yep, ellipses that you need dot 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 cue Jeopardy music to to be fair uh. I have no excuse. <laughs> he ran out of gill. Could I not know. Pour and I, couldn't I, yeah. afford that expensive uh, massage anymore. I'm out there grinding. I that, saw that, that Twitter help. name change. I saw that Twitter name change, and I was like, oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah. That's how I found out, ladies and gents. Okay? That is how I found out. A Twitter name change. He couldn't even say I can't I can't represent you as a bodyguard anymore. Huh. He he just changed his name and kept on going nope. with life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Just I mean, dropped me like a hot potato. I mean I mean me. as a soldier, I am a rolling stone of sorts. And some I'm just making this worse. Uh, <laughs> hey man, I, I think it's a great recovery. You're doing it. Keep keep going, keep going. Jerry's That's just watching this me. Thought dig. Process. Mm-hmm. Jerry's no, just watching right. me dig the hole. No, I think you got it. I'm, 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 I'm your only hope. I, I got it. Spread that hope, baby. I got the, you. As, as the great Bob Dylan once said. Yes, yes, Bob Dylan. <laughs> what did Bob Dylan say? So, so uh, you're writing stuff, right? That's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right, slings and arrow time. Let's do it. I've earned it. I've earned it. (laughs) No. I mean, watch that Twitter name's gonna change now. Now all of a sudden it's gonna change. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, man. It's okay. Good try. It's all right. Yeah, it was a good try. What What would it be? What would a a, a game night be without some shenanigans that are involving oh, soldiers definitely. in some way, shape, or form? <laughs> <laughs> There's always something. Every, every time I, he's on, you know, it's I, the boy. I, would, I would like to point out that if you look at my Twitter name now, <laughs> oh lord! <laughs> Hold on. Let's can we let's can somebody this. on Twitch actually really con- just confirm this Twitter name change? Oh no! Don't really worry. Curious. Can don't, we? Can don't we worry, Mallory. This? We're going to confirm it live for you. Don't worry about no, that. Let's I can confirm go and it. Take care of that for you. Give me just a second oh. here. See, oh. Matt should be oh. my bodyguard. I mean, he Whoa. seems like he has my oh. back a lot more than somebody. But oh, <laughs> <laughs> I heard that one. Pew pew pew. Pew Shots pew pew. <laughs> All oh. right, so let's go ahead and we're gonna go ahead and share our screen and let's see have has things changed for you oh put them on blast let's put them on blast right to so hey well, he is, hello. he's a man of his word okay he's now a let's warrior see how long, oh, look let's at see that. How long that stays up <laughs> soldier first class see i like it Look at all, right. all the warrior darkness for Madame Mendel. 
Yeah. All right. That's okay. Right there, man. All right, you so, get a pass like for it. tonight. Like you it. get a pass. <laughs> now, yeah. though, in, in all fairness, okay. So, in all fairness, so let's let's kind of segue now into this Mister Rolling Stone, uh, <laughs> because that's the other thing that's that's changed as of you know the last month and a half to uh, really two months ish maybe is that Soldier, you have shifted your content creation focus away from Final Fantasy VII and move to Final Fantasy XIV. Welcome, yes. my boy. Welcome to the Final yeah, Fantasy XIV right. community. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I have another person just to be able to talk about this. And <laughs> I don't have these guys, Matt and Jay, just Final that's Fantasy XIV shaming me. Well, that's because... Oh, no, we're that, Division shaming you right now. That's because okay. Matt... Only division that, that, right that I can withstand. Well, that that's because withstand. that's because Matt and Jerry are uncultured, so it's okay. Oh, really? <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, exactly. Oh, you guys, right. you guys don't know. Shots fired. Know. I mean... Not, not that far-fetched. Okay. So, I played a Realm Reborn. <laughs> yeah, but you... And I didn't... You didn't I, I'm sorry. Like, I stopped at 10. I stopped at Final Fantasy X. <laughs> The, the good stuff. Also acceptable. And 14's a phenomenal. Seven remake. Oh. Seven remakes. But, yeah. 14's phenomenal. No, four, no 14 for me. <sighs> Come on, man. We yeah. got to get you on that. <laughs> we got to get you on that. <laughs> I don't trust Jerry, but I can trust Matt, though. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we, we've seen Jerry rounds before. You mean... On- oh, jeez. Oh! Wow. But, so okay. what you're saying right. is, Jason, what you're one. saying is if it hey, came right. down to it, if that we're in line one. at E3 again, whenever mm-hmm. that starts back up and it is the Please. it is the Final I'm Fantasy 14 challenge that you are you're basically saying you would rather have me on that squad than Jerry. Oh, right I right. had Jerry on a squad before. <laughs> I thought I did well. I, th- I thought I, Jerry I, thought I you did my- well. Jason, I'll go with you, and we'll get I, that T-shirt. You, you told me, you told me Lord. S and and P, and that's all I pressed. One and all I, one, that's two, all I three, pressed. buddy. One, two, oh, three. Oh, yeah, one, two, three. One, two, three. That's all I did. One, two, three. Boom. <laughs> Still failed it. That was my job. Jerry, please. I did it. Jerry, please. That was my job, and I did it. <laughs> I still think we should have won. <laughs> Don't worry, Jason. We'll go, and we'll get that T-shirt, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I really wish I helped yeah. you get oh, that yeah. t-shirt. Oh, yeah, dude, we yeah. will definitely get that I had, I had no but, idea what I was doing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely no idea. Hey, Soldier, the way you're going, though, as of late, too, especially with, with everything, is honestly, let's get, you, let's get you that E3 media badge if they fire back up. Oh, yes. That would be great. I'd love to go. Oh. And then honestly, I don't think we miss it. Get them shirts, man. Mm-hmm. Did Newman oh. just roast Jerry in the chat? Um. Yes, Always. I think Newman yes. just roasted and Jerry in the chat. <laughs> How are you guys seeing this? How are you guys seeing these chats? <laughs> so wow. if you go to wow. on Twitch, yeah. what's Twitch. going on? Newman yeah, Twitch.tv uh, backslash crashing game night. Um, you can see the chat that's going on right now. Um, so that's the <laughs> one thing that's great about these live. Newman, shows you now, know better. Now, yeah. Is we that do. we have everybody making the comments? You know, like the the couple that are asking about, hey, is it hard to make you know burn candles at both ends? <sighs> Um, we have our stalwarth um, that has been around for almost all of our episodes. Um, we call him Newman, um, and he definitely likes to roast Jerry. And it's that <laughs> that Seinfeld take, right? And for our uh, 
new uh, viewers that are watching us live on Twitch and looking at the chat. It's a lot of fun. Um, Purple Mystic is Newman. Um, it's a, it's not a crashing game he, night without Newman roasting Jerry. Correct. Oh, not at all. And, oh, and he said, um, you know, you're right, Jerry. You can use your toes to get to 10 since your hands are on the controller. <laughs> I mean, um, that's also kind of true. Damn, that so, was a good one. That was another so good one. Yeah, good shots today. Good shots. We shot. have to thank um, a fellow actor. That was actor, a three. You know what? Um, that was like. You know, voice, voice actor. Yeah. In, you know, and that is um, Dan- Danielle Basuti, who played Frey in God of War. And, and she's on um, Dwight in Shining Armor and whatnot. Um, but we were telling her about Newman and how he roasts Jerry. And, and he's that nemesis, right? And we, we originally just called him Jerry's nemesis. And she's like, you know, we were telling him about telling her about it. And she's like, oh, you mean like like Seinfeld? Mm-hmm. And from there, Newman was born. Um, uh, and, and he yeah. picks shots at all of us. And too. for all yeah. of um, for all of those out there that are at, subbed at tier one, the emote we give them is Newman. <laughs> what? Oh. Yeah. yeah so, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. That's awesome. Yeah. So, (laughs) when did you guys start this Twitch thing, though? Like, I feel like. So, the first episode was the reunion. Yeah. Oh. At the the start of That was was, uh, December 17th. First time we went live. First time we went, yeah. And we've wanted to do it for a good, you know, probably six months. And we've wanted to just stand up. And I think a lot of it with us making the move to Zoom helped tremendously with that um, and allowed us to have the infrastructure to, Zoom, you know, stream it straight onto Twitch, um, you know, versus we used to use Skype way back in the day. I mean, heck, our first episode with Soldier on, it was Skype Damn, dude. back in the day. Um, yeah. Dude, Soldier, do you so, remember? I think ours was, did I, did I do oh, Skype with you man. guys too? It was, yeah, I think Skype. I think it was Skype. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. We finally moved, moved over to Zoom, um, you know, to, and it also allows us to is with, you know, Zoom on screen now on the live stream, we see everybody's faces now instead of Skype picking and choosing who they want to show and and whatnot. That's so cool. Um, It's so insane to think like back in the day of Skype, mm -hmm. dude. Man, yeah. When we when we first started this, yeah, it's it's so weird. I mean, we just celebrated yeah. our start of year three on the first of the year. Um, wow! Yeah, Yay. so it's been yeah. it's been a lot of growth, and and it, I can't thank everybody enough that has been along with us on this journey. The guests that have taken the time out of their day to come out on the show and and be part of this, but I mean, just the tremendous growth that we've seen. Um, you know, from the listenership and now the viewership too. It's, it's great to see. Um, yes. And I, I want to touch on that too, is like with, we briefly talked about, you know, soldiers channel and whatnot. And I, I do want to give some shout outs to you soldier, because you, you fired up FF 14, not too long ago, really. And, and started mm-hmm. making this, this push and you are, you are that close to becoming a Twitch partner. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Gonna have me That's blushing. So cool. <laughs> that is so cool. You go. Yes. You're gonna get there, baby. Um, You're gonna get there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So what is I, I do I, I wanna get your your opinion on this for you know for our listeners and stuff that have 
listened to you on the podcast for many episodes <laughs> when you've been on. Um, yeah. You know, kind of like that unofficial fifth member of the team. Um, <laughs> but uh, what's it like? What was what was it like to make that shift from FF7, which was kind of your bread and butter, to now doing FF14 and, and seeing the response in the in the viewership that you're getting now? So I think with anything that you do creatively where people get to know you for a certain thing, I think there's always that fear that if you don't do that thing, people aren't going to be as receptive or maybe they, you know, we all have different interests. Like if your favorite, if your favorite rock artist decides one day that they're going to start doing opera music, you're probably not going to listen to them unless you like Mm -hmm. opera music. So much the same way with like, you know, video games, Mm -hmm. you might subscribe to me for FF seven, but you know, you may not like 14 or you may love both. So for me, a lot of it was, I think there was that fear of transition. Um, number one, going from YouTube to Twitch. Um, it's been one of those things where like, it's a different platform. Not everybody uses Twitch. Um, is that viewership going to follow you? You know, even if you're playing final fantasy seven, is that viewership going to follow you because they know you on that one platform. So I think anytime you do a transition in content, regardless of, what you're doing or what you're transitioning to, there's always that fear in the back of your mind that, Hey, am I still going to get the same support? And when I started 14, obviously it was a little bit slower. People didn't know that I played 14 at first, or they just, maybe they weren't interested in it at first, but then they saw me get really hyped about it and decided, Hey, you know, let's check this out. Let's see what this is about. And I think as an influencer, that's a big deal for me too, because Mm. the more people get into these games that I enjoy, the more people I get to hang out with. Oh yeah. And I I feel like content creation, a lot of it for me is I always put community first. Like numbers are great. Numbers are always obviously great. You always tie that to your success. Like much like TV shows with Mm -hmm. ratings. If millions of people are watching your TV show, you feel good. You feel great. If your ratings aren't that great, you start to, you know, question yourself or whatever. So I think the reception that I've gotten has been extremely positive. Um, I've built this amazing community in 14 and have, that have come over from YouTube, but also new people that I've met. And I'm, I'm honestly pleasantly surprised with how well it's going. Um, I started probably averaging about 20 viewers a stream, maybe 10. And we're currently up to averaging 70 right now with uh, – the other night we had up to 130 people in the stream at one point. Nice. So I feel like there's a lot, and and this is not to talk about, about any fan base or anything like that. There's a lot of positivity in the 14 community. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of communities. Oh yeah. And I feel like that has been a, a really big boon for me because I feel like I thrive when I'm able to express myself and, do what I want to do and people still enjoy it regardless of if they agree with me or not. And that's something that I've really embraced. So from and, your point of view, that toxicity, right. That you're talking about for the seven community versus the 14 community. Do you think a lot of that would seven revolves around the fact is that there's so many people that were staunchly and this is all due respect to, you know, the current cast too, but you had, you know, so many people wanted the advent children cast versus you know, John and Brianna and, and all of them, but also too, is just because they did make some changes. So I want to say that there's a lot. So like anything, 
people have a certain image in their head of what something is. Mm-hmm. So when people picture Star Wars, a lot of people picture the old trilogy because that's what started it all. And I think that's what happens with Seven is that so many people started with the original Seven or got into Seven because of like Advent Children or whatever or Kingdom Hearts. So their their image of what Seven is is different from maybe what my image of Seven is because I started mm-hmm. with Seven. Seven was my first JRPG. Um, so I have a lot of emotional bond to it. But some people may have started with Advent Children and if they liked that, the atmosphere of those are a little bit different from each other because mm-hmm. one's more of a modern take. One's more of like, you know, it's clearly 1997, even though some themes apply to today. I just feel like that when you take something and you remake it, you're going to have 50 different opinions that clash. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where I think a lot of it comes in is that instead of being receptive because of certain things or being negative because of certain things there's a lot of clashing and a lot of and a lot of the writing in seven is left open to interpretation even in the original so there's always that what do i believe happen what does this person believe happen Mm -hmm. and as fans we have to we have to realize that not everybody started in the same place and not everybody feels the same emotions for same characters yeah Mm -hmm. so i think that's where a lot of the conflict comes in whereas i feel like with 14 Everybody agrees that 1.0 of 14 was garbage. It was Terrible. literally a dumpster fire. It, I mean, it could not have been worse. But when it was, <laughs> no, it was, it was, yeah, it was bad, junk garbage. <laughs> but, but when it was remade, and when it was reborn, got, yeah, whenever it was reborn, whenever it was reborn, <laughs> and God, and uh, nice play on words. Um, it's, it's a modern Final Fantasy now, <laughs> and so everybody has kind of started in the same spot yeah so like i feel like that has helped and it's also critically and and fan wise it's also one of the highest received final fantasy games ever mm-hmm. i think the lowest it has on metacritic is a realm reborn i think it's an 86 maybe every expansion since a realm reborn is in like high 80s mm-hmm. low 90s for rating yeah. And the yeah. user scores also reflect that. They also match. Yeah. So I feel like fan reception for 14 is very across the board positive. Whereas even even not even just seven, let's say the whole franchise. Well, I mean, like just expanding on the seven point is be, like you were saying earlier, like a lot of us played Final Fantasy seven, the original on PlayStation one. But I mean, there's so many branches like Advent Children, Dirge Cerberus, Crisis Core. Like, sure. you could have started anywhere in those spots. And that's what, yeah, that would be your initial perception of Final Fantasy VII. And, and coming and, into remake, yeah. it's just like, how do you meld all of those together to make it one cohesive unit? And you're just like, you can, you can't, but and for a lot of people, so let's say they started. Let's say they started with um, Crisis Core. So their their version of Zach in their head is one way. Well, for me, I started with Seven, the original Seven. So my perception of that character is completely different. Or it depends on the director. There's a lot of people that really like Kingdom Hearts, so they're used to boom, this crazy thing happens. Boom, this crazy thing happens. Plot twist. Plot twist. Blah blah blah. 
bunch of stuff all happening at once. And that's where I found the ending of remake happened. And people, you know, you were on one side of the fence or the other. You were either I hate <laughs> we it or that I love it. And let's not yeah. go back into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like <laughs> we'll be it, here all night. I think it all um, depends on director. I think it depends on what your taste is, what your I think it's all about personal taste. And so I think that um with with seven being such an iconic mm-hmm. and historical figure in the gaming community we're just talking about way too many different yeah trains of thought going on at the same time so, since you talk about director and stuff like that before we move on to talking about like some movie and, and some gaming news that are going on right now um being that it is the director and the team from final fantasy 14 that is going to be making ff16 that's supposed to come out later on this year how do you think the quality of FF14 could potentially be impacted by these teams being split focused. So that's actually a good question. Um, the team from Heavensward was actually split off from 14. And when they did Stormblood, they had to train up this whole new staff. They had to do, and basically, so they're, they're two different teams now. They don't even operate mm-hmm. under, under the same, they do operate under the same umbrella, but not, it's not like 14's team is working on 16. 16 yeah. has its own dedicated team. So Hiroshi Takai is the director now. Uh, Yoshi P is just the, the producer. But he is working on both technically. And then um, you've got Ryota Suzuki doing combat. You've got uh, Kazutoyo Mehiro working on the story. And I think, honestly them taking what they know from 14 and how to do storytelling is actually going to improve 16's mm-hmm. chances of being good because they're putting together basically the dream team from Heavensward and adding action combat to it <clears> from a guy <throat> that did Devil May Cry 5. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the writing is going to be on par. In fact, Mehiro worked under uh, Yasumi Matsuno, who wrote Tactics, Vagrant Story, and 12. And I'm a very – I'm a huge Matsuno fanboy, and so is Yoshi P. Don't so worry, I he, think – He cried on stream. <laughs> <laughs> Can't escape it. Tactics. <laughs> no, it was, but, that, but, that, but that goes to show you, though, exactly that storytelling piece of it, though, right? It, it's to the point where it, it does pull at those heartstrings and does pull you in. Yes. And the evil is the point where – I was saying earlier yep. with the emotion the, writing. Absolutely. Yeah, the evil the is – so – I, I don't get emotional a lot when it comes to games, movies, songs, anything like that. Like, I have emotional ties to them. But for something to invoke that much emotion in me, it has to be written well. And that's where it's funny that I say I'm a Matsuno fanboy because Matsuno actually wrote those raids. Matsuno came back mm-hmm. to Square Enix to write those raids. And he came back and wrote the Bosgen stuff at the end of Shadowbringers. Mm-hmm. And when everybody, even when I saw the trailer... For 16 i looked at it and i'm like and i'm i'm listening to the dialogue i'm listening to the characters and i'm listening to the, like how the world is being set up and i'm like is matsuno writing this game like i i had oh, this so thing. you could tell oh i, cool. I looked at See, it it's and a I'm, writing yeah. style yeah writing and i looked style. at it and i'm like yeah. and i'm like is matsuno writing this game and then it turned out he got on twitter and mm-hmm. somebody had asked him point blank are you writing 16 and oh, he said wow. and he said no Mehiro is writing it. Mehiro worked with him on those three games and learned mm-hmm. from him. 
and they have very similar writing styles, which Jason can actually attest to with Heaven's Word. Um, very Matsuno is is Heaven's Word and even parts of Stormblood. So oh, cool. for Mehiro to have that kind of writing ability on top of feeling like Matsuno, I already have high hopes for 16 completely. See, and that's a that's the thing we talk about split teams and stuff like that. And you know, last week it was announced that uh the team at Ubi Massive and Julian Garrity, who's the creative director on the division, they were going to be making the new open world Star Wars game. So a lot of people are wondering, how is this going to impact the division? Um, because you are taking the heart and soul of the division in Julian Garrity, who did division one and two, and now moving him over to the new Star Wars project. And I can tell you right now, they're, they're bringing over part of the A-team from division to, to make this open world game. And I think way. they, I think that team absolutely deserves this shot because this is, they, they do amazing work, especially when it comes to this, the game design and the areas, because like for division two, it's a, almost a one-to-one replica of DC star Wars. And I think they, through that work, star they Wars. need to do there. And, you know, and, and Jerry's only saying star Wars because Jason ditched us. Star Wars. Hey, yo, I'll join you guys for Star Wars, man. I'm also, I'm also a huge Star Wars geek, and I say, give them the entire team. Stop it, Jerry. Give the whole team. Star Wars. We need to start comparing geekdoms because of what I just got and what's sitting in the corner right now. I I could really bust that out. Not a competition. (laughs) Jesus. Anyways, I'm a bigger fan. You know, I think another reason why I'm really excited for 16 too is because like. Naoki Yoshida reminds me a lot of well he reminds me a lot of Sakaguchi and I say that because Yoshida actually lets his team do their thing like when it comes to uh Natsuko Ishikawa who wrote Shadowbringers she wrote like the the quest lines for like Dark Knight and a few of the other jobs in the game and did such a great job with those and they made her the main scenario writer for uh Shadowbringers, and now she's the lead scenario oh, writer geez. for 14. Um, Damn. so real quick, soldier Newman has a comment for you, but he came for Jason Wood said comment. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, he did say you guys shouldn't let Jason play with you, um, or at least until he finishes the photos for his article. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, uh, dude. I asked you about the, at least you, the photo. Jerry bro. told me about it. I, Jerry I asked you, bro. You literally can't you didn't do it. You did, you I literally, literally drove to you, bro. Oh, I drove to you God. as I was giving you your Christmas gift. You couldn't oh, give a gift no. back. There were two. There are just a few photos. <laughs> so, Mallory, Jason. Jason's had this article that he's been writing uh, for let's the website. not say how long it's been oh my god let's six not months. say how long it's been up six months the article is written and just needs pictures it just needs the, the pictures put into it the, the and then i can post done. it so the hard done. newman likes to call that out quite a bit it's so great it's great you know, oh, Mallory, when you know when you get in that writing zone, and then you just forget. So that. now he's coming just, for Jerry, mm. and he says, "At this point, it's a matter of what happens first: Jason gets his photos done, or Jerry finishes FF seven. I'm going to finish FF seven because <laughs> I, I'm at I'm at chapter, I believe eighteen. I'm very close. It's just I've been distracted with cyberpunk and PS five stuff, but I'm going to get back to it. 
It's in my um, wheelhouse. So let's let's talk about the the you know some of the news that's going on right now. Let's <laughs> me out. We need to, we need to let we need to let Jason kind of go cry in the corner a little bit. Um, <laughs> so Uncharted, a movie palace. that you know is one that we've kind of thought has been in purgatory forever. Um, mm. It was announced today. It's been delayed till February of next year. But okay. honestly, okay. that's not surprising being. Being that, you know, as we talked about earlier, right, COVID is COVID. messing with so much in the entertainment industry, whether it be music, acting, you know, film, gaming, all of it. And honestly, if it means that it's either they just need to reshoot a couple of scenes or do something and it's just going to be the movie we all hope it's going to be. Cool. I'm cool with a delay, you know, just let it be. Um, there's also rumors that Black Widow is going to get delayed again for the second time. Well, I, I think um, we're, we're in the, the film industry is in quite the predicament, not unlike television. Television is thriving right now because there are multiple facets on how to get the, that, uh, the show on either streaming or television or what have you films are harder because one, you have the studios putting in their input. You have, the safety issues with COVID going on, and theaters. I think closed. the I think the biggest predicament. No one's going to theaters. Yeah, no, theaters. One's no one's going to theaters. Yeah. The, the biggest movies. predicament is mm-hmm. how are they going to distribute it? Yeah. Distribution. So, we already saw yeah. how Mulan, how uh, what, 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 oh Wonder Woman. Did, yeah. Oh my God, that sucks. So I want Wonder Woman that, to do so well. Since but, we just kind of broached on that subject here, Mallory, from your from an actor's point of view right because we we had um director um michael mateo rossi on um two weeks ago and we got his take on it but from an actor's standpoint right how does it make you feel when you see that these studios are moving to this kind of like hbo max is doing that split for the first 30 days they did wonder woman streaming and in theaters but but you see that shift moving more towards the streaming services like netflix debuting the movies and then also the news that AMC theaters only have enough cash to get them through the end of the first quarter. And if they don't have the cash, then they're looking at seriously closing a lot of, a lot of theaters. And we are starting to see that collapse of the movie theater section of film. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I definitely think it's, 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 it's heartbreaking, right? Cause we love going, I mean, it's watching a movie in a theater that used to be like, my favorite thing to do, right? On the That's, weekend. Yeah, that was my quiet you know, place. That, that was like, I'm right? going to go see a movie. What are you right? going to go see? I, it doesn't matter. Right, right. And fi- seeing something, yeah, seeing something as big as Wonder Woman would have been so great in the theaters, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would have been so, so good. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's, 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 I, I feel bad for a lot of, you know, for a lot of the theaters companies like the AMC mm-hmm. and, and all these companies, but I think everything <laughs> is now going streaming you know i think that's kind of where it's gonna go you know this year 2021 everything is gonna go um streaming and to me i think that's sad because you because the movie theater is such an intricate experience right it's an experience honestly for everybody on this podcast can you guys remember the first movie you saw in theaters batman first movie straight up batman first movie first movie movie i saw in theaters oh my gosh i will never forget time Batman, Michael Keaton, John, uh, uh, Jack Nicholson. I, I will never forget it because I finally saw my first comic book hero live, and I was mesmerized. 
Mine was Willow. Oh, good one. That's a good one. Gosh, I, I can't even remember. I feel like I've seen so many movies in, 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 in theaters that I can't even remember my first one. Oh, I man. Wa- I want to say I know what it is, and this is just a guess, but I'm pretty sure that it's, the, it's Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man movie. That would have been a really? good one in theaters as well. I, I think that's – I, I want to say that's what it was. I think it was Sam Raimi's first – because, in fact, uh, so I'm from a really small town – uh of of like i'm I'm talking like Mm -hmm. small like 4500 people on a good day i want to give a shout out because there's someone in chat that kind of predated me on on seeing some cool movies in the theater um seld um put in chat uh et oh nice that must be like really um you know that would have been a really good, oh, good one to see in in theaters. Um, I, I had to wait says, for the redistribute. And Vixen says Batman Returns. So, oh uh, man, I, that was one. a great Batman. Um, I want to give a shout out really quick to um, Vixen Liam, um, Radia Farron, and Tony Tone. Thank you guys for the follows um, on the channel. But thank you. But I think that we look at so many memorable movies right that we see i mean i can remember seeing roger who framed roger rabbit in theaters mm-hmm. i remember seeing Classic. jurassic park yeah um oh, man. No. oh jurassic park jurassic park I'm in so theaters getting right? nostalgic Hearing, right now oh, my gosh man. and oh oh Liz and, you know mask. one of the best oh, one of the best. original like i remember seeing hook in theaters oh Hook. which oh, you know oh, which robin Rupio, williams, Rupio. Robin williams. Yep. rest in peace um, dustin hoffman you know Newman said Return of the Jedi was his. Um, oh, that's awesome. But, you know, the original Mortal Kombat, you know, we're talking wow. about, you know, games to, to film, you know, that original one. Begin? I mean, there's so many. <laughs> Damn. Ooh, you know, that, was our, that was your first movie? Mortal Kombat? As long as you don't say Street Fighter. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. So I, I can Street actually, I, I can <laughs> actually, I can actually top you real quick on where I saw my first movie. Okay. Oh. A dry a drive-in theater. Oh, oh. you know, like awesome. we, you guys actually have a, a working one. We, no, so, we have one too, Jerry. When I was younger, yeah, but it's a drive. When I was younger, there was one about fifteen minutes away, and that's where I saw the first Spider-Man movie. Was that's super cool. That drive-in that's awesome. It doesn't. It's not. It's not open anymore, but. Uh, they, they, and that's do. the funny thing is, you talk about mo- drive-in. Anything right? should re- get revitalized. They are. Yeah. Drive-ins, yeah. yeah. There's, oh, absolutely. there's been a massive resurgence oh, in drive-in movie, uh, the drive-in movies, because you can social distance, you know. Of course. Yeah. You're all yeah. right there. Oh, all, you really have, like, all you ever really have to do is update your, your distribution, which is like Bluetooth now. Mm-hmm. Have everyone just do it through the radio or their phone, whatever. Yep. And then, boom. Mm-hmm. You can Dude. streamline it to make it so easy. And, I think, though, but. and for me, it's like... It, it's sad because you know i don't want to see these theaters like the chinese man mm, you know yeah. that's mm-hmm. that's there also the el capitan you know mm-hmm. some of these you know the dolby theater right you know yeah. it's so iconic when you walk up those stairs going into uh, yeah. the dolby i'll never you forget the first the, time i went there you see all the the winners you know of all the best pictures and everything like that and i think when theo and i got to go to the bethesda press conference um e3 2015 that was the 
the biggest thing that I was in awe of is that walking up these stairs where they film the Academy Awards at and seeing so much of this film history. And I think if we see the collapse of theaters, I think that is going to be a huge travesty and we are going to lose a part of our film culture is because that's mm-hmm. the whole thing is going to the theaters. Granted, theaters need to bring down in price because it's too <laughs> expensive to take a family yeah. of four to, to the theaters, right? Yeah, It's not the, you know, back in the day where we all like, you know, five dollars a ticket, and we still smuggled yeah. in candy from the, the grocery <laughs> store. I remember sun, Sundays um, were do- dollar movie night. You <laughs> smuggled in candy and your friends, all pretty the time, much, yeah. right? You know, someone was manning the the fire the fire escape the back door. fire hey, escape where the yet. alarm didn't work. No, you, you didn't yeah, do yeah. the ticket thing. Like, oh yeah, look, no, we're we're here already. Before you, yeah, oh yeah, the exchanging of the tickets. I've done that too. Yep. Yeah. I'm on a podcast with a bunch of degenerates. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, we had to scrap hey, in Long Beach. We had to scrap to to go see those movies and, and those those midnight and you know, movies. Yeah. Mm. To, uh, Kellothor's um, point of view, you know, he was saying, like, they're saying is the sound systems in the theaters on Hollywood Boulevard and the size of the screen changes the experience and AMC isn't the same. And I would absolutely agree with that because yeah. going to the Chinese Man Theater, that was an experience. And that was something 2015. Oh, yeah. right? It was, we went and saw Jurassic World. It was Scott, Theo, and I. And seeing that in that theater and everything, seeing it just, all the openings that have ever been at that theater, you know, Star Wars and, and everything like that, it's, it is a part of our culture, yeah. as a, you know, and I think we we can't I don't think we we can afford to lose it. Right. Yes. Streaming is very convenient, you know, um, but when you look at it, right, they're charging, depending on the movie, 20 to 30 bucks for you to just rent the movie to watch with your family. Yeah. And I think if the theaters can finally start getting, you know, we start getting the vaccines out there and we can start getting people back in. If the theaters can say, okay, fine, we're going to set our prices even for a welcome back. Let's go back to like $8 tickets all the time, yeah. right? I would rather spend oh, oh, the 30 there'll bucks. Oh, lines out the door the just to, yeah. People people want it. People want to get that experience back. I also uh, read a, uh, an article that uh, AMC or some big theater uh, corporation <laughs> is looking to partner with On Demand now. Mm. to be a kind of the new service for uh for movies uh to be at an instant but that would also cut from the streaming problem so you pay instantly on on demand you watch your movie you're done so it's kind of like paying at the movies it's but crazy that we, it's crazy that we might live in a world 10 to 15 years from now and the next generation is going to learn about movie theaters from textbooks yeah yeah it's like it's so weird to me because like matt you, you know you've got kids every you know mm-hmm. it's like these kids are going to grow up in a world where this pandemic was like the biggest thing that ever happened to them like right. it's i mean it's the biggest thing that's probably happened to us in a long time yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, but um, but like to well, know that i mean you talk about grow up and it's like this is going to be their history now. I mean, yeah. for all of us, we can talk about it. It's like, I mean, we've got, I for us, we have, we have 9-11. Was, yeah, 9-11 was We've got 9-11. Way. We have yeah. an attempted, uh, we have an attempted insurrection. We have two impeachments. Actually, we've, we've lived through three impeachments because we have Clintons too. Yeah. Um, right. So there's three impeachments. I was very, I was um, very young. 
too. Um, we've got yeah. we've got COVID. We've got mm-hmm. you know Hussein. When we got Hussein, Saddam Hussein. Yeah. Um, we've got Bin Laden. I mean, we have so much in this. We've got a lot of historic nights, and yeah, in our generation. But I would really like us to stop living through historical moments. I kind of feel like kind of feel like COVID is our cherry on top. They would just like, oh, one more you guys got to go through. Just one, one, more, one more, one little like cherry on top, and. And like you guys are gonna go through it. Like, how many rite of passages do you need? History, right. leave, right. leave us alone. Like, Jesus, we're done. We're tired. We've had our moment. I mean, we passed, the, we passed the test years ago. Let, let it go. Okay, hold on. Yeah. We passed it. We passed the test when we were playing Oregon Trail on Apple IIe's in school. Oh man, I remember man. playing Oregon Trail. Oh, that was such a great game Oregon on those. Trail. Yep. Floppy oh, disk. That wagon. Cock that the wagon. Floppy disk. Yeah. Get it oh, over. Man. That yep. was so yeah. Um, so real quick, um, just want to touch on swing um, as we're closing up tonight, though. Um, so we cu- going off track here. So um, real quick, uh, European Commission fined Us. Valve, Capcom, Bandai, Namco, Focus Home, and Cook Media, and Zenimax a combined nine point four million for geoblocking, which is basically the practice of uh, which platform holder like Steam forces users in one country to pay the set video game price for uh, only that country. Uh, EU has very free trade practices and stuff like that. So it's very anti that. Um, Mm. And then we had the Resident Evil showcase today. Um, You had the RE8 uh, Village trailer. Um, Dude. You had the five minute gameplay um, revealed. The demo is now live for PS5 uh, players. Um, Really? Yep. Resident Evil Evil is going to have a division crossover starting um, 2-2 through 2-15, where if you sign in, you get get the Leon Kennedy outfit for free. There's going to be other themed weapons. And then they also showed off the animated Resident Evil movie is going to be hitting Netflix in 2021. And they're also working on a TV show as well. Um, So... Um, overall, please, not a bad. Please bad let the TV show day. be good. Um, please. <laughs> yep. Please. We'll see, Hopefully, uh, it's as good as um, the Castlevania anime. Yep. And then you also have oh, um, so good. So have um, RE, also agree. Uh, also agree. Resident Evil Reverse, which is uh, a multiplayer game that'll be free for anybody who buys Resident Evil Eight. So, um, but honestly, yeah, this is you know as always, this is always a blast when we have you guys on. Um, it was. Yes, shenanigans always got to ensue, and you know, <laughs> especially when I'm here. Like, when, when, whenever <laughs> we're like, oh, we're we're gonna stay on the rails. We're gonna be, you know, like, oh uh, yeah, yeah, we went right off the, the rails. Line, and, 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 the and then you invited me. Throw it out the <laughs> so, as always, guys, um, you know, thank you guys for crashing game night with us. As you know, as always, you know, soldier Mallory, you guys are welcome on always. anytime. Oh, um, oh, thank you. You know, you have that standing invite. Um, so once your schedule balances back out and you're done shooting, you can talk about things. We can get you back on, Mallory, so we can talk about how your experience Please was with back. shooting with COVID. I would love to. Um, I would love awesome. to. Especially, yeah, um, I, I was really curious how, how you're shooting mm-hmm. with COVID. And it's just, you know, it's, it, it, you know, hopefully when you come back on, like, you'll be like, oh, my goodness. Yep. I'm telling you, stories. I am so, I am so, no, I'm so reassured and so comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I was hesitant, but after yep. taking these online trainings, I also had an HR training um, with the, uh, with the network. It, it really, they're really taking it mm-hmm. seriously. So nice. I'm really, Good. really proud of the industry yep. and just everybody's <laughs> trying to stay as safe as mm-hmm. possible and still work, you know, so this is great. Mm-hmm. 
Really and then great. for um, everybody that stopped in chat to to hang out with us tonight uh, and and watch this, um, you know, thank you guys for for crashing game night with us tonight. Um, you know, coming and hanging out on the couch and, and chilling with welcome, us welcome um, on the couch. Yep, absolutely. So if you guys Last like what night. you. Uh, you know, so tonight, guys, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button right there on um, to follow us. Um, we do this podcast every Thursday night. Um, sometimes we, we schedule it on Wednesday based on, you know, availability, you know, for our guests, you know, um, and whatnot. Also, we do have the podcast version of this, the audio version that we release every Sunday um, on all major pl- um, platforms. So uh, make sure to follow us there. Uh, I want to say everybody be excellent to each other and stay frosty. That's right, all my fellow nerds. Thank you all for joining us, and please uh, subscribe. But also, the tender moment of the podcast, always stay safe. Uh, show your support for all of the platforms, uh, Me Too, Black Lives Matter. Uh, the, the fight is still going on, so please show your support however you can, and be safe out there. Uh, one quick question for Mallory from our chat. Uh, Rydia wants to know, what was it like playing Madame M and how closely did you relate to the character? Just real quick. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you for your question, first of all. I appreciate it. Um, how was it like playing Madame M? It was very uh, out of my comfort zone a little bit. Um, she's very, you know, sultry and and sensual and relaxing at times and then can kind of flip a switch really quick right and kind of be crazy and 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 cut your head off um and and you know scare you to death um but um I what I love about playing that character is the unpredictability so I loved have going from being just very relaxing and very just I'm going to sing you to sleep now and then all of a sudden just you know Mm -hmm. screaming in your face and um (laughs) I just love every part, um, every aspect to her. She's just a really, she was just a very fun character to play. And um, really we had a good Square Enix. You and know? you really owned it too. Like you yeah. owned that part. Like there's we had a good, we actually had a good long chat about that too yeah. on your it was, previous it was, podcast. I think we all those. pretty much were in agreement. Like it was one of the most standout performances it was awesome oh thank you well you know i like always i have to always thank my vocal directors my voice directors my sound engineers (laughs) without them i wouldn't have sound you know madame m wouldn't have sounded like madame m let me tell you (laughs) it's thanks to their voice direction it it really helped a lot you know it helped mold the character so i have to say thank you to them as well so it's a it's definitely a team effort but thank you. Thank you so That's much awesome. for the question. No, and I, yeah. I loved being here tonight, you guys. No, thank Absolutely. you so much for being awesome. awesome. with us. Definitely shout out to all of you guys in chat. Shout out to all, both of you guys, Mallory and Soldier. Thank you guys for being on with us tonight. Um, as always, just stay safe, as my friend Jerry just said. Social distance. We're, we're at the, the tail end of all this. We're literally at the tail end of all this. Um, be nice to each other because we are in a time of peril of craziness with California fires, with like floodings everywhere, like war. Just please just take one, two seconds, just say like, Hey, let me help you out with this. You know, it's a lot easier to be nice than it is to be evil. But with that, you know, be kind, rewind, you know, I got to say it out there for you, man. And steal Theo's thunder. And I will always steal Theo's thunder when he's not here. (laughs) So, everybody, tonight, thank you again for crashing game night with us. TTFN, ta-ta for now. Night, everybody.